Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. And we're joined by 2003 Penrith Panthers Grand Final winner, Joel Clinton. Thanks very much for joining us. And how's your day going? This episode is brought to you by our proud sponsor, Gold Coast Trading Cards. They are an authorized TLA trading card dealer, and they are the NRL collector's choice from box breaks to individual cards they sell thousands of them from the 1960s up until recent 2020s and into the future 2021s coming out next year be sure to get all of your nrl trading card needs at gold coast trading card yeah good cj yourself yeah no that's good and yeah i'm all right thanks um yeah just woke up about half an hour ago i was like right should probably get into the studio and get started um oh you've, you've had a sleep in have you mate well i've got three young girls who get up at basically four four o'clock or five o'clock in the morning so i'm always awake there's, early, there's yeah. always on dad duty <laughs> yes correct yeah no nah, that's fair um so uh panthers obviously elephant in the room you got your debut with um the penrith panthers you went through their junior system yep. what was it like you know playing for such a prolific club and you know getting your first grade debut oh i think it was um more the fact that we had quite a few juniors that I'd played with throughout those junior clubs like you were talking about, as well as um, your local clubs, but also your, your, you know, your reserve grade, your jersey flag, Harold Matz, all that sort of stuff as well. So I really I had a good time there. I grew up there. Um, I'm from a little town just outside of Penrith called Riverston. Uh, yep. Another fellow called Shane Rodney that yep. played in the yep. grand final. He played, yep. I've yeah, interviewed he played Shane, yep. Yeah, you've done Shana. Yeah, well, he's uh, he's another fellow who grew up in Riverston as well. So it's it's quite close to my heart, Penrith. And even though I'm living all the way up here, it uh, you know I still support it. 100%. Yeah. So what, yeah, was, what was the uh, word one? But what was the decision? <laughs> you know, post career to move up to Queensland. Oh, my wife's born and bred in Mackay, and yep. when we um, moved back from the UK, I basically, to put it bluntly, really enjoy my outdoors fishing, camping, oh, all Queensland's that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's it's unreal. Um, and I thought, what better place to move back to Mackay and have a, you know, and I came back and played with uh, the Mackay Cutters when yep. we, yeah, we won the comp in, that was that was Queensland Cup. We won yep. the comp in 2013 yep. um, when I came back and retired, so well, semi-retired. And then, so yeah, it's, and I've been here for eight years now. So it's, time goes too quick, unfortunately, yeah. It does, yeah. Um, and obviously the... The first year, I think I'm now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you you didn't debut in '03. Was it '02 or '01 that you debuted? It was '02, yeah. Yeah, so so yeah, so with the '02 year, that that was coming off a woeful Panthers '01 unfortunate spoon season, and yeah, didn't go yep. too hot that season either. But you know, what was the change in mentality and vibe around Penrith between '02 and the illustrious 2003 Grand Final year? Oh, I just think. I think you know too. Excuse me. There was there was three or four of us juniors that um, came in into production. I basically yeah. played first grade. So there was, you know, myself, Trent, Luke Lewis had already debuted earlier before us, and so yeah. had Luke Rooney. So that, like I said, there's three or four of us that came in, and we come through in that juniors sort of thing with just not admitting defeat, I guess. Yeah. And then and then I think it all started catching on a bit, but we also had some. Um, you know, Scotty Sattler and Ryan Girdler and things like yeah, that. Just like those guys that would, would keep just, you guys level. Oh, just leaders. Yeah, just leaders. I mean, you're young. You, I mean, I think I made a debut at 19 or 20 or something like right. that. And all you want to do is go and have beer and chase women. Um, and play and have footy a good and get time paid and, for it. <laughs> yeah, and play footy and get paid for it. Yeah, that's what a, what a life to live. And I'm very privileged to have done that. But um, it was really enjoyable. You know, I come in and just open my eyes up to how, you know, 
special it is to be involved in something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then obviously the, as we just mentioned, the O three grand final, first of all, what was like, you know, grand final week, I've heard all the stories about John Lang being like, look, just enjoy the week and all that. But what was game day like, you know, and obviously I've, I just recently actually rewatched the O three grand final and there was talk from the commentators just after halftime that you gave the team a spray, but not in a bad way. You know, you gave them a bit of an uplifting. Can you remember what you said? Oh, I just think, uh, I, don't, I don't know why that stuff, just uh, I guess some people wear their heart on, hearts on their sleeves and that was me. I always showed my passion and, and anger and worriness and all good that or bad thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. And um, I just think, you know, it, it wasn't anything bad. Like I said, it was just, a, just come on, boys, you know, we're in this game. Just simple rugby league talk yeah. that every man can say, but some people just choose to sit there and listen and some people choose to get up and talk and... Um, you know, like I said, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I, I gave the boys a bit of a pump up. And but there was nothing, nothing major. Not like something like Johnny Lang was spitting all over us when he was talking and, and drooling. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, so he's he's quite a man to listen to when he gets fired up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and obviously, we know we now know obviously the outcome of the O three Grand Final. But during that game, obviously, some people say it was the Sattler tackle that really put you guys realizing we've got this made. Some say it was Luke Rooney's second try. For you personally, what do, what do you remember personally being your like right? We've got this. Oh, uh, I think. I mean, if you watch that game in the first 10, 15 minutes, they just, I mean, the Roosters they set the benchmark so for the last hard. two years. Oh, it was unreal. <laughs> like, they just, they were off their line quicker than I've ever played against. And mm. it was just, and, and Ricky Stewart told them to do that, and they did it quite well. But I just think after we just kept being, you know, myself, Johnny, uh, Martin Lang, Tony Pultour, and Joe Malabar, like, they, we just kept coming and coming and coming. It doesn't matter how hard they whacked us. And you watch, they did whack us quite a few oh, times. Mate, the first 10 minutes was, I'm surprised no oh, one got stretched it off. <laughs> it was unreal, wasn't it? And um, anyway, and then we just kept coming at them. And I think we got a couple of really good offloads away in the middle. And, and Preston Campbell and Reese West are always sniffing around those areas. And, and you watch that, you know, 15-minute mark or something. Mm-hmm. We get some nice offloads and it starts breaking up because their line speed, they can only do it so much, yeah. you know, and they, and we weathered that storm in that first 15. And then for me personally, I just loved seeing those gates open up a bit. And then you saw the likes of those little fellas running around, zipping around and Luke Predis doing his thing was just, yeah. you know, he speaks for himself, mate. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, he didn't get Clive for no reason, you know, so. No, no, you don't get that medal for doing nothing, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and obviously you had spent a few more years at Penrith after the grand final. Then you jetted off yep. up to Brisbane, um, which is, you now live in Queensland, but you jetted off and played yeah. for the Broncos. What was the switch like, you know, in, you know, vibe, atmosphere, and just in general, you know, going from an illustrious, successful club as the Panthers to mm. another just as successful club as the Broncos? Yeah, well, I think the carrot for me to go up there was obviously Wayne Bennett, who was who was coaching there. And unfortunately for him, one of well, for me personally, one of the questions I asked him before I signed up there was, said, how long are you going to hang around for? And he said, oh, you know, if I can get likes of you and Pete up here, and Pete Wallace I'm talking yeah, about, yeah, yep. you know, I'll hang around for quite some time. Within the first year I signed, he left. So yep. that's just football, mate. I can't, you know, you don't take it personal. There's yeah. bigger but things you still had at least me, a but, year yeah. under Wayne Bennett. I did, yeah, which was great. You know, he taught me a lot. And unfortunately, it was probably the worst year of my career, to be honest with you, because I blew my knee out um, before I went there, had major surgery on it. And then for me to counteract my knee, I lost anywhere from in excess to 12 kilos and actually got down to, yeah, I got down to 
I remember being on the scales one morning and I got down to 99 kilos. Oh. And the way I played was just, that just you, did not suit my yeah, style of football. you needed about 105, 110. Oh, yeah. And then all the mental demons start playing in your head because you're not, you don't have the impact you do and, and you're fighting your own head. You're fighting the media and all yep. that sort of stuff. But, but I learned a lot from that. You know, you can only dwell on, on your last five minutes. Don't dwell on your, your last life you've just lived in terms yep. of your games and whatnot. So... But it was good. The experience there was great because they were really, really professional. You know, uh, they started having lunches and things like that all spread out for you. Everything, your shakes, as soon as you came off the field were there. Yep. Little things like that that, that I, I know Penrith do now, but yeah. back then, it that was, was unheard of at different. many clubs. Yeah. It was, it was. And I went to Brisbane and, and just things like that, you know, straight in your ice like, bars. People yeah, like you wouldn't think would and, make a difference, but thinking back nah. on it, like at other clubs, you're like, oh, wow, that was, I really, yeah. you know, it was really good sort of thing. Oh, 100%, you know, and it, and me being a Penrith junior, that's all I knew was what Penrith system was. And yeah. then I went up there to that and they'd been so successful for so many years, the Broncos. They set the benchmark, and um, and it was great to go there and experience that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and as we were talking about earlier, you also spent some time over in the UK. You jetted off again from the Broncos over to Hull KR. What was it like, first of all, going to a whole other country to play footy, and what was that rivalry match like against Hull FC? Oh, well, first of all, the experience for me was just uh, breathtaking. I, I mean, I'd been over to the UK prior before mm. going over there and playing, but... Um, just the experience in terms of doing your preseason in the snow, um, oh, wow, in yeah. hard ice different. and sleet. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, because over here, obviously, you do your preseason in 40 degrees heat. Yeah, so it's flogged. completely different. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. And you're running up monstrous sand hills and, and whatnot. But over there, you're running up um, snow hills and things yeah. like that. So <laughs> it's different. But I, I enjoyed my time over there. And also, um, we, you know, we had a, I had a great three years over there. We traveled a lot. Uh, the football was, very different in terms. It was very, very attack orientated, um, you know, and the defence was sort of a bit. I mean, it was for the club I was at anyway at the time. And well, it um, could have been better. It, there was definite room from. Oh from yeah, room. I mean, well, whole, you know, whole KR was never a a glamour club over there. You know, you got Warrington and, and Saint Helens, um, Leeds and, and Saint Helens and all them that which are. But you know, we did our best. Me and some of the oldies over there. I went over there and played. I made the. Um, Dream team a couple of times during the, yeah. you know, they picked the weekly dream team and everything. So I had a really good time from going from Brisbane to over there. And yeah, the, the games were the best ones. I remember playing um, against Hull FC mm. at Craven Park and it's, yeah, it's okay. pretty much a sellout, you know, and, and which is 15,000, 16,000. Oh, but, but anyway, mate, from what oh, I've been told, they'll, they'll sound like a crowd of a grand final. Oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, you can hardly hear yourself talk. And, um, you know, I remember they had the likes of Marco Mealy and oh, a couple wow. of others, you know, minute, a couple of other players that were there as well. And, yeah, we were just going head, head, and, head and toes at each other, you know what I mean? So it was, it was unreal. And then after the game, you know, if you run into some FC fans at the pub, they, they give you a good spray at the Especially pub. Especially if you yeah, won against oh, FC. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's old school. Hey, it's like, that. you know, they'll yell at you out the car window and call you all sorts of names and stuff like that. But you just... Just you give them a thumbs up, laugh. Exactly, about like it, it's, it's the passion of the fans. It's <laughs> yeah. great. Yeah, oh, there's and, no point trying to fight everyone, mate. Yeah, because you'll never win everyone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and as you said, you know, um, some things are said on the field. And speaking of that, what are some of the funniest and/or best sledges either you've received or you've heard in passing while on the field? Oh, I think 
um, you know, I obviously used to have long hair when I played a bit, so I copped quite a bit of uh, flack about that mm-hmm. because that was something, I guess, that not every rugby league player had. Um, you know, cut your hair, your girl, where's your bra? You know, have you got your G-string on? <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> show us your boobs, all sorts of stuff, mate. Yeah, so it was... Um, you know, unfortunately, that was the side you had of rugby long hair in the NRL yeah. a few years before it became a thing. Because now you've either got really short hair or really long hair in the NRL. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's everything's normal these days, mate. There's no, there's nothing that surprises me to see what people do and and you know all sorts of stuff. So yeah, you're a trendsetter that changes, you could say. Mate. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I was a trendsetter. <laughs> no, not a not a um, not a little Riverston rat, mate. No. <laughs> That's fair. Um, and what's your current, you know, beer of choice and how do you like your steak? Oh, well, steak, medium rare, obviously. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, I can't have it too overcooked, whereas my wife likes it medium, medium, medium well. So I think okay. she wastes her time eating steak. But yeah, and <laughs> my my beer is, is it's got to be cold too. It's extra dry. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I enjoy that for a beer. And if I need to have a have a drink of uh, scotch or something. It's usually a yeah, Johnny Walker or something like that, mate. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice. Now, obviously, Panthers 2020, mate, what a season for the Panthers. Obviously, unfortunately, couldn't, you know, clinch the trophy. But seven, I think it was 17 or 16 in a row. They broke mm. the record that your 2003 Panthers did for the, as in the yep. team's record. I think it was like <coughs> nine in a row. What was it like, you yeah. know, seeing the 2020 Panthers team? Did it reminisce and give you memories of the old days? And, you know, what, what are your thoughts and what do you have to say to the, you know, the 2020 club? Oh, I, I just think um, what reminded me about us, and I know that you did, or a few people did quite a few interviews with Craig and the guys that were in Sydney. Um, was the amount of juniors that they had in the team as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, because I remember I, there was at least, when we won it, there was at least seven or eight juniors that I'd played with prior to yep. playing NRL. And I know they had about the same amount in that squad last year. So it, it was just great to see that, to see that system coming through and actually working and the club actually sticking with their juniors as well because yeah. there's nothing more passionate for a fan when they know someone is homegrown and they can play NRL there and, and they love watching it. But uh, I was one thing very I really like boys, about the know? Panthers is like they're one, them and Manly are one of the two, like they're the top two teams that really nurse their, you know, their nursery sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do. I mean, Penrith have always had uh, Leeds clubs all over everywhere, Australia. Like, I, I mean, you go to in the middle of, uh, oh, there's one in Port Macquarie, I think, something like that, or, or wherever it was. And there's, yeah, they've got um, feeder clubs everywhere. And so, so do the Broncos as well. They're quite, you know, they're quite huge in terms of their but junior when it's, recruitment when it's and stuff like that. Like from like the base of the mountain mm. or within the immediate areas, it's really a lot more special oh, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, because I think it attracts a lot more local fans as well, because mm. obviously that junior that's making his debut has friends he's gone to school with and he's got his friends' parents, that, you know, and, it, and, yeah. and it, all of a sudden one player makes his do, a debut, sorry, there's an extra 30, 40 people there watching him. Exactly. So it creates a bigger fan base. It's good for the game, um, obviously good for revenue for the club as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, but also, yeah, it's just, it's great. For, I, I enjoy watching uh, local Penrith juniors make their debut, mate. It, it, it sort of hits a chime in my heart, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and obviously, 2021 um, season is about to kick off in about a week and a bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on how you think the Panthers will go? And, you know, and what are your um, hopes? Mm. As in, realistically, how do you think they'll go? And optimistically, how do you think they'll go? 
Oh, well, I mean, realistically, I, I believe they won't get away with um, sneaking up on a lot of teams this year. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's going to bring their A game. They know Penrith are a team that play fast. Mm. So Melbourne Storm came up with a perfect game plan last year where if you have a look at their ruck speed, how much they slowed that play the ball down compared to how quick Penrith were playing in the prior games leading up to that grand final was that was well coached. Yeah. And, um, and I think this year, uh, so they're going to have to change it up a bit because their tactic of flat and fast will, a lot of teams will try and slow that down on them this yeah, year. And the, a lot of teams will realize, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll literally see the storm as the example yeah. of how to beat Penrith. Yeah, definitely. And I, I believe they will go really well this year. I mean, optimistically, I hope they make the grand final again. Yeah. I really do. It'd be great to, Great to see it two years in a row. Um, haven't done that since early 90s. Mm. So, you know, which is a long, long time ago now. And, you know, I've, I've got a good friend, uh, one of my great friends down there, Peter Wallace. He's coaching, yep. um, you know, their, their, what is it, New South Wales Cup down there? Is I that think what it's so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, so he's coaching that. Um, he's really, really pumped for the season. Had a good win on the weekend. And it'd be good for him as well as me watching him personally get out there and coach because he's, you know, he's a fiery redhead like yeah, all he redheads is, yep, are. Yep. And, uh, you know, and he, and he wears his heart on his sleeve like me. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to watching these guys play this year. I think it'll be good to get down there for a couple of games, actually, yeah. Yeah, and, and obviously speaking of your time playing with uh, Peter Wallace, you guys played at the Panthers and then you linked back up with him at the Broncos. What was that like? Was that part of the, obviously there was Wayne Bennett, but was he part of the mm. reason you signed with the Broncos as well? Oh, it just, it helped a bit, mm. you know, like it's always daunting going, it's like a new job for yeah. people that just work in general. You go somewhere new, you get a bit uneasy and it's, but that's, that makes you feel alive, you know, yeah. and uh, me, and, me and Pete both signed there. So we lived together while we were there and um, eased ourselves into it, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we both went up there single lads. So we had a good time while we were up there for a bit and um and enjoyed it. You know, he was good. He, he had a really good uh, career at the Broncos. He, had he did. Great, he I mean, actually played what, more games oh, at the yeah. Broncos than he did at Penrith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did. Only like I mean, 10 he, more, he was there still. For a while. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he was He had good, such a know? good career at both clubs, you know, and that's <laughs> a testament to him as a person as well. Um, and yeah, definitely. The tattoo, obviously, you've got to address it. The, the Panthers tattoo. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that the day after or what? <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we had a... Oh, God. We had about a week-long... Oh, I wouldn't say party, a bit of a drink um, after that grand final win because there was quite a few of us, like I said, that knew each other for years and years yeah. and years. And we enjoyed ourselves. And then we all decided to go and get one. Everyone got one on different parts. And Luke Rooney, actually, is a funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Rooney was quite drunk when he got his. And <laughs> instead of getting the actual emblem of, um, of the Panther logo, that was that one at the time, he actually got one that looked like a North Sydney bear and it had missing... Missing no claws and everything. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So he I'll woke try up and get him to send us photo of it. <laughs> oh, good luck with that. That's quite funny. Yeah, there's a story for you, mate. Yeah, Luke Rooney, he's tattooed. Oh, he's probably had a bear jersey logo thing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't spoke to him for a few years now. He might have had it removed or lays it off or something like that. God love him, but yeah, have a have a laugh at that one one wow. day. Yeah. <laughs> That's so interesting. And obviously there was a. Um, an incident uh, when you, I think it was either riding the training because you used to race Ben Ross on BMXs to work, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. training, and you went down a flight of stairs into a, ty- a shop front type thing. 
what happened yes, there? Yes, like, like obviously I've, I've, I just basically explained it, but you know, yeah. did you come off with any injuries from it? No. Oh no. I was, I mean, I was a big lump of a lad back then. So it took, it took a bit to bruise me up, but um, yeah, we, we were racing. I think we we're going to, it was like a video easy or something. And we we're yeah. going to go hire, hire a DVD or whatever it might've been a, VHS Jeez, that competitiveness then, even just to race each other to the <laughs> yeah. video shop <laughs> yeah and um and i and i was going down the stairs and all of a sudden the shop window was in front of me and i hit the wrong brakes i hit the front brakes because they were both handlebar brakes yep. yep hit the wrong side straight over straight through a shop window yeah so <laughs> yeah. damn like quite interesting out of a movie sort of thing yeah yeah it was i, I turned up saw ben lane on the ground crying and laughter so yeah it was uh <laughs> It was a it was a fun day anyway. We had a good laugh for the next couple of weeks at training, mate. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, what would be if you could give advice like what you know now to eighteen year old you? What advice would you give? Oh, I just think probably the younger me. I wasn't as dedicated as what I should have been. I believe um, the passion and pride was there, and oh, for sure. see, I only had yeah. I I mean, I played like I said with my heart on my sleeve and I honestly spoke like that, but I just think I wasn't dedicated enough in the gym and to do some extra fitness that only came on, uh, when did I make my debut in 2002? I reckon I got that probably pride and passion and, and grit to do that sort of stuff. Um, like after I went on tour and, um, stayed with Shane Webke, so it would have been yep. 03, 04. That would have been so, um, amazing, you know, going on that Australia tour and yeah, like, yeah. a freaking legend like Webke. What was that like? Oh, it was. Well, it was great. Well, I mean, that's where I got that, okay, you've got to do this to be this. Um, mm. You know, he used to get up and, and we were rooming together and he'd get up in the morning and he'd go down to the gym and I'd go down with him and he'd go, come on, we're going down and he'd jump on the treadmill and run 5Ks. And, or he'd get in there and do some weights. Just, and, and that was on top of the training that we session. had that day, yeah. the training that we had that day, stretching, whatever we had, he was going to go do that stuff. And, and another fellow was the same, Craig Gower. Yeah, Gower, yeah. They're both, you know, both their careers resemble how they trained and, and, and how that is off the field. So, you know, word to, you know, like I said, it took me probably two years to finally, you know, I played 2000 and lucky enough to be in the 2003 team but I only started realising I had to do those extra to stay where I was at and get where I wanted to be. And that's when I started doing all that stuff, mate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. Um, that's, yeah, um, that's really interesting to hear. Um, which individual player, because there was many that you come up against with hit-ups and tackles, obviously Sonny Bill, et cetera. Um, who <laughs> for you personally was the toughest opponent to go up against mentally for yourself? Oh, I think, I mean... Marty Lane can probably speak about this fella a bit more than me because he's had a, quite a few more run-ins than me. But one of the tough ones we always used to come up against, well, obviously, was the Roosters, was Adrian Morgan. Oh, I've interviewed um, him. Yeah, what, what oh, an he absolute weapon. Yeah. Oh, he just, he was the epitome of toughness. He was a tough pom. And, it, and, if, and if the fight, if there was a fight on the field, he'd be the first bloke in there. And last um, one out of it. <laughs> he, he, yeah, the last one out, he'd shoot out of the line, like at C or D defender at you and cut, a, cut off three or four of his men at A, B, and C, you know. And just to yeah, get you, yeah. Just to get you, yeah. He'd personally be out there. And that was great, you know, because I love challenges like that. And unfortunately, Marty Lang, he did he obviously didn't have a step in his game. And, and he used to take that as a challenge as well. And he would run straight at him. And obviously... I mean, the Oakley grand final is yeah. just them going at it. Oh, oh, yeah. I've seen 
like Marty used to get up shaking his head with his eyes rolling around and, and he'd look at me and go, how was that? How was that? And I'd go, you're going well, mate. Keep going, keep going. And like, but he wouldn't stop, you know. But yeah. that, yeah, like I said, Adrian Morley would have been a very, very tough opponent for me every time we played him. I loved it, yeah. Yeah, and obviously you teed up with him again over in the UK because he was playing over yep. in the UK when you were playing for Hull. Was there that same mm. sort of vibe when you went up against him over there? Oh, there, there was, but I think he was a bit later in his he, career he when he went back over there, bit, you yeah. know. So, yeah, and, and that aggression had sort of tapered down a bit like it does with all of us, mate. Age takes plays its toll and... Um, you know, but he was still good, don't get yeah. me wrong. And, yeah, he was great. But he, he had a good team. He was playing, you know, with Warrington over there and he had a good team around him. So, yeah, it was great to play over there as well against him. I mean, he's he's a legend of the game over there. And oh, he is. So, yeah, yeah, much respects to him, yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, just looking through my list, Sledge. Uh, so, what are you doing with yourself these days? Uh, well, I... When I, moved, when I moved back from the UK, I also opened up a couple of uh, car washes at the shopping centres here. So I built yeah, two big car washes and I've had them for the last six or seven years. I only just sold them last year now. So I got rid of them because I found that up here you have wet seasons that go for three months. Yeah. And it rains and rains and rains and rains. And it was just too stressful for me. Uh, yeah. So I ended, up, I ended up selling them, moving them on. And I'm actually starting, uh, it's quite funny you ask, I'm actually starting an adult fitting apprenticeship um, oh, a wow. fit of machinist out of the mines. So sweet. It's out a bit of, yeah, out it's of a Mount bit tough Isa mines or no, nah, not Mount Isa. It's called Murrumbah out that way. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm working out sort of out west of Mackay at the moment. It's about a three four hour drive from here. So you'll be a fitter in town so, when you finished. Yeah, yeah, basically, mate. Yeah, and to an aspect, it? yeah. I am, yes, yes. I've I've started that now. So that's you know you can do prior learning and things like that, yeah. which I've done. Um, so I can fast track this cut a bit of time out of it. Yeah. Yes, correct. So it'll only be touch wood. It should only be two years. Um, for the next two years, I'll dedicate myself to that, and then who knows? I might go back into business after that in that aspect. Aspect in mining, um, or might just work for someone. I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying not working for myself at the moment. Yeah, it's half the I stress. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, uh, no. But that's what I'm up to. Yeah. Yeah, that's wicked. Um, and obviously, as you said, you enjoy fishing. Uh, what's your favourite technique of fishing? Is it fly fishing, lure fishing, <laughs> bait fishing? How do you like your, your fishing? Oh, I prefer I prefer bait fishing. Yeah, yeah. I've got some. Um, yeah, we head out here, out of Mackay, out to the big shipping channels where all the coal ships run through and get loaded up and everything up here. Um, there's some really good marks I've got out there, and we catch quite some substantial. You know, we get uh, largemouth guys, which is the big redfish. You get. Um, you get finger marked. You, we get big, big coral trout out there. Um, you know, a couple of sailfish and marlin out there as well, which is good. So yeah, there's quite some table fish I can catch on uh, on bottom bashing, which is with bait. But uh, I do lure fish as well, mate. You just don't catch as many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I'm just checking. We've spoken about that. Um, I've done the advice to younger self. So let's do what advice would you give to any youngsters that, you know, wanting to make it in the, um, you know, big leagues one day? I just think, um, you know, if you're a guy who doesn't have much hype about you when you're playing junior football, um, you know, and there's all these other guys around you that at school, they're saying, Oh, you know, they're going to be this, they're going to be that. Like the Sawali at the moment that's getting that. Yeah. 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 But just don't, you know, if you're the guy, I'm speaking to the guys that aren't like that, you know, Uh, like myself personally, I was, I was not one of those people that were just, just get in there and dedicate yourself. Remember everyone's human um, and they've all got hearts and you can easily, you know, 
get over the top of that person. They're not something that's indestructible. Um, so, you know, get out there, commit yourself, compete and play tough. And, you know, rugby league's a tough game and it still will be in another 100 years. So if you get out there and play with your heart and play with your passion and anger, I'm a big believer in playing angry as well, um, it'll help, you know. It helps it get help. your anger out. And, Depends what position you play, though, you know. Mm, true, true. <laughs> Front yeah. rowers probably need to be angry, but, you know, maybe a halfback or, or a winger, they can wear G-strings and skirts. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll worry about the props. <laughs> <laughs>